Hello, welcome to episode 31 of the At Least You Didn't podcast. I've been awake for approximately three minutes. I'm Caroline Verdon. I'm Annabelle Buckland. And before we get started with today's podcast, Caroline, how on earth are you? Because when I just joined this recording session, you were furiously applying (laughs) facial products to your tired and very much still ill face, but you assure me that you're you're good to record today. Look, if anyone's going to catch an illness from the 1940s, it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had Quincy, which is like, um, not like the TV programme, uh, nowhere near as fun. Um, it's like tonsillitis, but then it just gets way worse. Um, and it's it's abscesses all over your throat. It's really disgusting. And that is disgusting. Utterly disgusting. And what's also disgusting, it, well, not disgusting, but interesting to me, is that when I googled it, one of the first things it said is that this is a this is an illness common in teenagers. Well, this was the only like bit that was good. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm 38, and my body thinks I'm a teenager. <laughs> Get it on. Brilliant. <laughs> Well, welcome back. Anyway, we thank you very much. We missed you. I missed you. I I just had to talk to myself last week. I'm very glad you're back. Thank you for holding the fort. Uh, so uh, these episodes are somewhat bizarre. They're basically the way that we can just get out all of our embarrassing behaviour, make ourselves feel a little bit better because I get to know that I'm not the only weirdo and loser and awkward person in the world. Annabelle's here too. Uh, And (laughs) you get to do the same, which is a delight. Um, We message each other during the week copious times with just, at least you didn't, headlines of stupid things we've done. And then we get together for a little recording sesh, record an episode and reveal all. So coming up on this week's episode, at least you didn't, Pretend to have an injury. Have a moment in the free-from aisle. Or set a dinner party on fire. At least you didn't. Have a crush on Mick Hucknall. Carpet burn your lady bits. At least you didn't show the coppers your tits. It could be worse. Okay, Caroline. At least you didn't pretend to have an injury. I feel I need to say something straight off the bat that... The title of this makes it sound like it happened once. Yeah, I was also going to make the exact same point. <laughs> um, this, this, this hasn't happened once. This has happened multiple times. Okay. It's only stopped happening since I married my husband and he got furious, absolutely furious with me. So, as you know, it took me seven attempts to pass my driving test. Yes. Um... I'm actually an all right driver. Like I don't I don't touch words, I don't get points or pulled over by the police. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not one of those equally not one of those really, really silly drivers who drive well, I'm you know, you're probably doing a really good job, but I'm not one of those drivers who drives at like <laughs> a million miles below the speed limit either. Like I'm yeah. a regular driver. Well that's driver. bad that's actually bad driving. You would Isn't fail it? a test for going too slowly. I've been in your car, I can vouch for your driving. Thank you. Die. Exactly. You might have thought you might have done it a couple of points, but we made it through it alive. Um, So I know I'm all right at driving, but there is something about somebody else getting into my car that I haven't driven before that makes me extremely nervous. Passengers that you haven't driven before or cars that you haven't driven before? Pass both. Okay. Oh, both. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, like I remember 
um, a work colleague and I, so we worked together for four years and we were basically like husband and wife on the, on a radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got on really well. I knew him inside out. Um, and one day his car was at the garage and I went, oh, I'll give you a lift down there, mate. Just like you do. Because that's a normal human being thing to do. Totally. Anyway, he got he got into my car and I suddenly had this panic that there's someone I don't, have, you know, I haven't driven him before in my car and what's my driving's not great and what mm. if, what if. Mm. Anyway, so um, I put the keys in the ignition. I tried to start the car and I wouldn't do anything. And I went, my car's not working. He went, what? I was like, why isn't it going? Why is my car not going? He went, got to turn the key in the ignition not just i just put it in <laughs> the whole thing just panics me so when it comes to combining the two things a car that i don't know and a person that i don't know like i i can't i can't bring myself to do it which makes it really awkward when you want to buy a new car <laughs> um especially when you don't even buy a new car. You're buying a second-hand car. <laughs> yeah, second-hand car, just new to you. Yeah. Um, and I know I should test drive it, because what if it doesn't work? Yes. But I can't. Like, I can't bring myself to do it. So every time I go there, I look at cars, I book in a test drive. Like, I can't do it now. I've got to run, because I bottle it. So I'll, like, book it in for a few days later. And then every time I have to phone up on the morning and say, look, I'm really sorry. I've actually, um, I've actually broken uh, a couple of bones in my ankle and I'm not going to be able to drive. But I was wondering if I turn up, could you test drive it for me? <laughs> so you book, you book a chauffeur session. I absolutely cannot bear it. And it's it's usually been okay. Like I'll book us I, I haven't bought loads of cards in my life, but um it maybe happened twice before and they'd both gone swimmingly. They'd uh, they'd test driven it for me. And then they say question they start telling you about the car then, you know, mm. and like because otherwise it's just a bit weird. Like you're on a on a scenic drive with a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just hands in your lap. Yeah. <laughs> make sure your elbow's not in the way of the gear stick yeah. do you know what I mean like it's yeah. all it's all very awkward um but yeah it, it'd been fine just awkward and then the third time I went well, to, to buy a new car um I was like t- young, young 20s like 23 or something um I was in a job that for once in my life paid a great amount of money um and I had I just bought a flat and I had a lodger who basically paid my entire mortgage for me. Ooh, big um, bucks like, burden over here. Like, honestly living the dream. So I was like, do you know what? Nice. I'm living by the beach. I'm going to get a convertible. Oh, yes. Like, I'm going to do it. Um, now, I wanted a convertible Beetle because I, I love Beetles. They are awesome. And I found a red one, a cherry red one um, oh. at this VW garage. And I was like, that is the one. Like, that is the one that I want. Booking a test drive because I'm busy. I've got to go somewhere. Phone up in the morning. Sorry, I've broken my ankle. Um, and uh, I was working at a radio station. And then he went, well, shall I come and just pick you up? I can come pick you up after you finish your show if you want. I was like, all right, okay. Um, 
so I have to like limp down the stairs and everyone at work who's seen me <laughs> for like the last four hours are like, what's happened? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, just... Oh, uh, yeah, I just broke my ankle doing my sitting down radio job. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be all right. Don't, don't you worry about me. Anyway, um, so I get, in, I get in the car and he, you know, drives me around. Uh, and it's super awkward because he's he's like like the tops down in the car and we're driving down like roads like that just run parallel to the beach and it's really like this is such an awkward test drive like so so I'm imagining awkward. you with like a headscarf and sunglasses like when Bridget oh. Jones gets in the car with um the one that's not Mark Darcy I know uh, 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 Hugh, the other one what's his name what's his Hugh uh, Grant that's the one. But what's anyway? It doesn't matter. Yes, the one. Yeah, it was hideous. Annabelle. Daniel. It was just, yes, Is it, it was so. No, Daniel. Daniel Cleavers. Yes, Daniel Cleaver. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> I we digress. Everything that exists in life. We digress. Um. Yeah. So he's driving me around, and it's really awkward, and he's trying to make small talk, but it's really loud. Um, and he's telling me about the car engine and I can't hear a word he's saying. And I also haven't actually brought a headscarf with me. So my hair is flipping everywhere because <laughs> I haven't thought about this. Um, so I am like some sort of honey monster, basically, <laughs> in this car with man. my hair absolutely everywhere, trying to make small talk with this man. Um, and I'm really grateful when we finally pull back up at work um, and I can get out of the car. Anyway, and I get out of the car and um, I completely forgotten that I have broken my pretend ankle. <laughs> oh, no. um, and so I say, "See you later." Just hobnob it up the stairs. Just go for a little, you know, a little jog up the stairs. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like everything's fine. And he drives off. And I'd agreed to buy the car. I was getting the car. Um, but the problem was Annabelle. He then thought, "Why on earth, if her foot is fine?" Did she want me to come and test drive her? Oh, no. He was convinced you were in love with him. So when I phoned up to sort out buying my car, he was like, don't don't come down to the... Um, don't come down to the garage. I'll drop it off for yours. Oh, no. I was like, all right, OK. And then how's he going to get home? And then how's Annab- Annabelle... He doesn't. Annabelle's- he just lives with you now. He's now your husband. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful oh, who you man. fake a broken ankle to. Uh, and I, so I, 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 he arrived at my flat and uh, I opened the door. What do you and, mean? So and, you said yes, definitely come and drop it off at my house. I didn't know what else to say, Annabelle. <laughs> okay, yeah, carry so, on. He, so he arrives at my flat and um, he buzzes the buzzer <laughs> and I think, oh, calm down, obviously, because he's dropping off a car. Oh, so okay. better make a lasagna. <laughs> So he, so I go to to come down, but he's already legging it up the stairs. I'm like, why are you coming up? You're dropping <sighs> off. A... And he's got all the paperwork with him, and he was like, "Should we just go through the paperwork?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." So he then comes into my flat. I'm thinking, this is weird. Um, and uh, we go through the paperwork, and he's like, "Do you want me to uh, give you a quick drive in it now, just to like go for it all?" And I was like, "Uh, oh, okay." Like I didn't really know why I'm going for a second test drive. So then we go back down and I get into the car and Annabelle, he's bought me flowers. Oh my God! 
Um, now... Oh, my God. I am early 20s. He must be in his mid-50s. Oh, my God. And I don't know what his name is, but let's, for argument's sake, call him Norris. Let's say he probably lives with his parents and he, uh, I don't know, enjoys doing puzzles and watching old episodes of Time Team. He was a very strange man. Um, and I'm then in a car with him with flowers, flowers that I'm having to say thank you were for. Were they um, good ones? They were red roses, Annabelle. Like, oh, it was, my like, God. Because I'm in the car going, part of me is going, maybe this is normal. Maybe this is what happens at this garage when you buy a second-hand car, not even a new one, a second-hand car. Maybe this is what they do. And the answer is, when it's roses, no, it's definitely not what they do. Um, and um, so he takes me for another really weird test drive where, again, yeah. I've not tied my hair up or anything. Um, yeah. And we get back to my flat and uh, he gives me his um, his number. He's like, do you want my number? And I thought, why don't, um, uh, I was like, oh, like your business card. And I thought that'll make keep it clear. That'll keep it clear. And he went, oh, you can have a business card if you want. Here's a business card. But here's my personal number. Um, feel free to, you know, to give me a bell anytime you like. And I was like, okay. And, uh, and, and did you make it to the third test drive? <laughs> uh, no, but I was alive. So uh, for that... <laughs> I am a very, very grateful. Um, what anyway, did you do with the flowers? Kept them, Annabelle. I'm not an animal. Oh, Probably cost more than my car, to be fair. You clearly made an impression. And they matched I the did. car. How thoughtful he was. And they matched the car. I mean, And the bottle of wine he bought you. <laughs> and the blood he planned to drink out of my soul. <laughs> At least you didn't. Have a moment in the free-from aisle. Okay, so this is a few years ago when I was working in breakfast radio and Caroline, you'll know this, when you work in breakfast radio, you get no sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> especially if when also working in breakfast radio, you also happen to be a very sociable person who likes to go mm. out a lot. Yeah. And if you don't get to bed by 9pm, you haven't got a hope of waking up the next day feeling anything less than half a human and but as a young person you don't want to go to bed at nine o'clock because you miss everything and also yeah, the, the weird thing in the evenings. about breakfast radio is that you're meant to be talking about what everyone's talking about everyone else has done stuff the night before or at least stayed in and watched telly but yeah when the only thing you can talk about is eastenders because past that you know is bedtime <laughs> yeah. you you can't do a good enough job so you're sort of expected yeah. to stay up till 11 but then also get up at four yeah yeah it's um yeah it's a trip and mm. um this particular this particular time that i'm going to tell you about now is um the back end of a week that i have done something every single day after work so it's my own fault you know i could have had some balance but i'm i'm one or the other i'm both <laughs> I, i'm either i'm either full steam ahead or hermit for a week and this was a full steam ahead week and I was knackered and I just thought I cannot be bothered to cook anything. I honestly just wanted snacky food. I was just looking for crisps and anything that I could just open a packet, shove in my mouth and fall into bed. 
And it also been one of those weeks where everything had gone wrong. Everything had been 10 times harder than it needed to be. And I just had nothing left. And I'd got this, I'd gone into Tesco's with my rucksack on, which was really, really heavy. I wanted to go and get some snacks, but as I, uh, as I like to talk about a lot, I am of the, the plant-based variety. So I have to go to the free-from aisle to get my free-from snacks, okay? There's a specific type of crisps I like. They only come from the free-from aisle. There's a specific type of chocolate rice cakes that I like. And at the time, they were a treat for me. So I needed to be in the free-from aisle. And once I got there, everything was going to be fine. And I got there, Caroline, and it was absolutely rammed. Suddenly, every man and his dog wants to be in the free-from aisle on on a Friday night of all times. I was livid because they were all in the way of the things that I wanted to look at. Something that was on one of the bottom shelves. So at this point, I'd put my rucksack in my basket so that I just had one thing to carry. And I'd got the basket on one arm and I was crouched down on the floor. For some reason, my my feet were sort of like crossed over. I think what had happened is I'd been standing in one place and then with my left foot, I'd kind of crossed it in front of my right foot. Like a weird dance move. Yeah, because, Caroline, I've forgotten how to use my body. I was this tired. (laughs) (laughs) So I got whatever it is that I wanted that was at eye level. And then I wanted to get something that was on the bottom shelf. And I didn't move my feet in any way. I just lowered my torso down to the ground. So my feet were kind of in this, like, crisscross position underneath me. And I was just browsing the bottom shelf. And then the person that was stood next to me moved away. And I wanted to look at something that was ever so slightly further to the right. So I just leaned and I thought I can reach that thing. Oh, no. And I very much couldn't reach that thing. And in slow motion, my entire body, just because this is how physics works, just moved over to the right. My feet didn't come with me because they were tied in a knot. And I just keeled over I just fell into my own basket <laughs> and there were other people around and the and the aisle was absolutely oh, packed no. and not a single person said anything but they were all having a good look <laughs> I mean if it is Friday night and you're deciding to browse the free from aisle literally you right then were the best entertainment they were going to get on a Friday night <laughs> they were just soaking it all in and then do you know what the worst thing is is later on I got home and I flicked onto Twitter and someone had tweeted (gasps) I think I just saw Annabelle off the radio in the free from aisle so not only is that creepy and not only am I like reminded that I do have a job and some people sometimes recognise me (laughs) I mean it happens like twice a year why did one of those times have to be when I am bedraggled on a Friday night trying to buy rice cakes, tying my feet up in knots and falling into a shopping basket? I mean, why? What, what I love about this is that when you were sat at home for those many years, as I guarantee you were, practising your signature for when somebody wanted to ask for an autograph, that was never the way that you anticipated it sort of panning out, was it? No, no, it really wasn't. <laughs> 
Caroline. At least you didn't set fire to a dinner party. Yep. I mean, quick one, this. That's what I did. <laughs> um, okay, was this your dinner party? Somebody no. else's? Were you a guest or were you the host? I was a guest. Okay, um, that's, that's much worse. Yeah. So um, every year, my family and other families used to get together for like a pre-Christmas families together meal. Um, and we did it every year. And the other family had three kids who were all either in mine and my sister's classes at school or the year above or the year below. And we were like good mates and we used to hang out all the time. And it's the family that, like, jokingly, they'd always be like, oh, you're going to get married. Me and like this. This is, son this is and... like Bridget Jones again, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome isn't it to where my she goes life. and meets the one? When she goes and meets the one that is Mark Darcy and he's got that Christmas jumper on, it's the, uh, the family. It is like that. Christmas do. I view Bridget Jones's diary less as a comedy and more of an autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, and so we're at this we're at this dinner, uh, and I'm not very old. I reckon I'm probably about fourteen or something like that. Okay. Um, And we're all sat down, and the other. I mean, my my dad goes to church. So I used to get sort of dragged along every now and then, um, each their own and all that jazz. The other family were very into the, the old church thing. And so before dinner, like, you had to say grace. Now, mm-hmm. I was a bit bored, I'll be honest. Um, and we sat down and everyone's eyes are closed and grace takes a long time in their house. Um, it's like open. Do they, up. Are they, do they do like, you know, when people write their own marriage yes. vows? Yes. Are they the kinds of people who kind of freestyle their own? They've got to go through the whole, the it's whole not, family. It's not. Thank you very much. This dinner. It is. It is like a whole speech on you know yeah. us all being together and you know it, like it's long. I mean, I think gratitude is is it really has a place in life. Absolutely. But choose your moment. We're hungry. Yeah. Let's let's have it as a as a mid dinner interval. And so I'm sat there. And and everyone else has got their eyes closed. And I'm doing that thing where my eyes are closed, but I'm like peeping. You know, like you do as a kid? One eye open a bit mm. and having a look. Just check that nobody's doing anything exciting. Yeah. And as I'm looking around, I realise that everybody else had taken their napkins out of their wine glasses, or as we know they were going to be for us, juice glasses, mm. and put them on their laps. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh. Classy. Faux pas. I've not done this. So as they're all very thankful for being together i am going over and reaching to get this you know this napkin out and i get this napkin mm-hmm. out by giving it a little flick like you do i give it a little flick and then i bring it over Some and, finesse. I, and i put it on my lap and i'm sat there and the you know we're still going with grace i think right it's about time that i close my eyes um and as i'm sat there i'm thinking i can smell burning definitely can smell burning mm-hmm. and um i'm feeling quite warm mm. uh and so i think it's time to open the peepers what's going on <laughs> have a little look and it seems that what's happened is that as i've taken my napkin out of the glass i have inadvertently put it in the ray of a, of a flaming candle annabelle i then lit this napkin and just placed it on my lap uh, it has then caught the tablecloth on fire. 
Uh, my lap's okay. Uh, it is the tablecloth that is now flaming. Uh, and it is flaming all in front of me and all under my plate. And I can just see it moving. And I'm oh, thinking, oh what do I do? What do I say? You pray. <laughs> you join in on that prayer. So I close my eyes. Can I, can I... <laughs> and I just think, do you know what? I'm going to leave someone else to notice this. <laughs> and hopefully they'll notice it quick. So I close my eyes, hands back together, look like I am really into the situation. And then I hear my friend's mum yell out, Oh my goodness! Yes, someone else has seen it. So I open my eyes to see what she's talking about. Uh, and by this point, half the table's on fire. Um, out comes the fire extinguisher from their kitchen. Safety first, always keep one near your oven. Um, and the next thing you know, we're dialing for dominoes. Result, if you ask me. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. <laughs> At least you didn't Have a crush on Mick Hucknall Carpet burn your lady bits At least you didn't show the coppers your tits It could be worse And that is it for episode 31 of the At Least You Didn't podcast And this is series two uh, We are only one episode off the end of the series Which is crazy uh, But our last episode we're hoping to be a bit of a Christmas special Yes, because we love Christmas and who doesn't So what we thought we'd do is do like a bumper episode Of your embarrassing Christmas themed At least you didn't So anything festive and embarrassing We want it Stories like, did you ruin Christmas? Perhaps you made a fool of yourself at a Christmas party uh, Have you ever done that thing at work where you sit on the photocopier and do a photocopy of your bum. I want to know. Annabelle wants I want to, to know. Oh, okay. I actually want to do that. <laughs> Get in touch with us on the socials. We are at At Least You Didn't on everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can probably email us, maybe. I don't know. But get the stories in. We'll give you a call. I would love to get you on the podcast to see out 2021 with some festive At Least You Didn't. Absolutely. Right. Well, see you next week. Music